0: You think you know me.
1: Actually, this is the Going On Podcast with Ram, Critic and Muse. <laughs> oh, man, what's going on with you, bro?
0: I mean, I'm okay. I, I, I don't know how, how you're so, I don't know what, jovial over there? Jovial?
1: Like, I mean... <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm just living my life, taking it one day at a time, and
0: just not reading much of the news at all. Look, I mean, <laughs> that's great and all, but, like, we've got a podcast, a comedy To some podcast. I don't know if you're just turning a blind eye, you're whistling past that graveyard, but have you heard that comedy is under attack? Oh, no! It's the war on comedy, Darren! I'm just as worried about being canceled as the next guy, so no jokes. If we say anything this episode that makes you laugh... In any way, I just want you to know that it was an accident, it was a fluke, (laughs) and uh, we'll try better next time to not be funny, because in this day, in this climate, you cannot be funny without getting your show uh, canceled, so... Uh,
1: I mean, come on, look at your man, the guy who's smashing pumpkins or fucking
0: watermelons and some shit. Dude... I'm pretty sure someone's trying to censor him, right? (laughs) If, mister, you got your hat on backwards, you need to pull your pants up, Gallagher, in the autumn, he no longer smashed watermelons, he smashed pumpkins instead, I think he might still have the longevity, he might be relevant today. But while we're talking about people who uh, may or may not be uh, relevant, per se, um, your girl Lizzo, who we've... Reviewed on the show we've talked about a few times now as of right now she is celebrating her fifth consecutive week at the top of the billboard hot 100 with truth hurts on her way to breaking the record of longest running rap single by a female artist she already broke the record for female solo artist, which I think might have been uh, Bodak Yellow. And now she's well on her way to the record that is currently held by uh, Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX with Fancy from, what, 2012? We're, we're seeing history unfold. Right in front of our very eyes. So Lizzo took to Twitter, as one does, to celebrate and tweeted, y'all, if we keep this up for two more weeks, uh, Truth Hurts could be the longest the longest female rap number one of all time, right now it's Fancy, can we do it? Then retweeted it by saying, Fancy is a bop, and my homie Charlie XEX is a genius on it. Stream Charlie, her new album, now. Lizzo has a uh, personal investment in this, as she is featured on the album on a great track, Blame It On My Love, and People took to Twitter and they were mad that Lizzo did not mention Iggy, and were saying that this was a blatant disrespect, and that um, they were even threatening to cancel Lizzo over the uh, om- <laughs> over the omission.: What's happening?: They thought it was such a slap <laughs> in the face, Darren, that yeah, this might be what ends her. I'm just letting you know if we never talk about Lizzo on the show again, this is why. Dude, this sounds
1: like fucking T.I. This sounds like, um, remember when T.I. had the uh, beef with, uh, Shorty Low or something like that? Mm. And on one of his songs, he was like, uh, because I screamed Dirty South and I ain't mentioned your name, that's what all it is about? Uh. It was something about, like, what up? What's happening?" And it was just, like, he was talking about, like, oh, yeah, our team is green, we're like the king of the South. And, like, Shorty Lowe was, like, angry and made, like, a diss song where he was going, like, you know, fuck you for acting like I'm not here, da-da-da. It's just like, Dude, dude, do your thing. Like, we're
0: doing ours. Like, why? Oh, my God. Wow. Part of what I think is so funny about this is that after this initial tweet, Iggy went on Twitter and tweeted um kind of uh subtweeting Lizzo saying, I could have swore I was on that track rapping, but whatever. Yeah. And people are like, oh, oh, this is the beginning of a beef. This is the beginning of the long-awaited Iggy Lizzo beef, and she changed her display photo to a picture of Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, and changed her display name to uh, Stream Senorita, which is their current single, which is the current number two, uh, as to insinuate that Iggy is now trying to boost the number two single so it overthrows Lizzo's Truth Hurts, as it was number one for a week until Lizzo took over the number one spot. Iggy is so irrelevant that she doesn't have a single of her own to promote. She's, she's trying to push a single by another problematic artist, Camila Cabello. Wait, is, is it her main song, or is it... Because I, 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 I haven't heard this song before. It's not very memorable at all. It's so milk toast, dude. It's like... The funniest thing about it to me is the meme surrounding how unconvincing them as a couple is, is spread around more than the song itself. And I'm pretty sure that this, in my estimation, sham of a relationship between Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes was only put in front of cameras to promote the single... And the fact that it only got it to number one for a week before Lizzo took it over is very funny to me. Wait, is Iggy Azalea not on the
1: Senorita song? No. Oh, what? The no! Is
0: she... What the hell's going on? I thought she was, like, featured on it or something. 2019! <laughs> the year of our lord, 2019! You think anyone is featuring Iggy Azalea on a song? No! I thought it was
1: like, oh, yeah, um, I'm featured on this song with with these two people, and oh, no. we want to boost it back up to number Oh, so, basically, she just decided to randomly promote these two other people that could usurp uh, Lizzo's number one uh, streak that could take over Iggy's. and But she's joking and acting like, oh, no, it was just a joke, you guys. Ha <laughs> I'm just joking. See, if it was her, because... Uh, What I was thinking is, if it's her on the song, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can understand why you want to jokingly play it, like, I'm joking, but seriously, we want to get the song number one, you know, but if it's not even your song, and you just want anyone to take Lizzo's number one spot, it's just kind of like, what, why? (laughs) Like, that's, that just feels specifically malicious and for no reason.
0: And I don't like to judge entire fandoms or standoms, but... Iggy's stands have taken to Twitter to be kind of racist, fatphobic, accusing Lizzo of only having the number one spot because of payola. And either they don't know what payola means, or they know something I don't know, which in this context... I, I'm going to say that's kind of unlikely.
1: I could have swore most people knew the reason why it was big is because there was a Netflix movie that recently came out, and so it's just like, oh, hey, the big song from that people are looking up. Like, it's a pretty specific phenomenon.
0: The 100% that bitch meme blew up when the single was initially released. Like, it's not yeah, like it, no it, one it, was talking about it.
1: It's it's not like fucking uh, One More Night by, by Maroon 5 where it's just like, Why is this song more popular than Gangnam Style? No one's talking about it like that, you know?
0: Yeah, I've always wondered that. I always thought that was was kind of suspect. Something a little fishy. If you're trying to accomplish a common goal, you gotta get organized. Because right now, I'm seeing people say, Stream Senorita, because it's the number two single. Then they're saying, Stream Fancy because that's the old record holder, and then others are even further still saying, stream Iggy's new album. And it's like... Whole album? Th- that ain't gonna fucking work, dude. <laughs> well, what are you trying to do? You're trying to dethrone Lizzo from number one. I get it. But if you're trying to tell people to stream three different things, you gotta get on the same page. But I find it hilarious that people are going all the way back to what, 2013, saying, stream fancy, (laughs) because she doesn't, she hasn't come out with anything as popular since. I don't want people to forget, because I haven't seen anyone bring this up, but I find it hilarious that a few years ago, she came out with a song, I think it was just called twerk trying to capitalize I, I think
1: I that, yeah. on
0: an already existing very popular thing, just trying to ride, that, ride those coattails, and tried to op- have an open twerk challenge, and it was like, hey, everybody, twerk to my song and post yes! it with the hashtag. And the only person of note I saw do it was possibly the only more pathetic pop star yeah, it was one of her pop star friends, right? Compared to Iggy Azalea, uh, BB Rexa, who yeah, that's one. <laughs> who. The only thing I remember BB Rexa doing again, she's had some popular songs with other people, but I remember an article that she was at a red carpet event for a RuPaul's Drag Race uh, premiere, and she was complaining that no one recognized her or knew who she was. Oh. <laughs> And this was, like, when her Florida Georgia Line song was, like, on the radio and getting fucking rotations and spins.
1: Oh, that's sad. Oh, no.
0: She was like, why isn't anyone wanting to take pictures with me? Uh, Uh, Oh. Because it's a drag race red carpet for one.
1: Yeah, first of all, Ain't about like, you. no one's checking for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's specifically thinking, I hope I run into that girl who made the country hit song that's uh, playing on the radio that I, I, that, uh, I always want to turn the channel
0: from. How about we talk about some albums? First, mm. let's start with a Patreon request. Lizzie Gravel requested Vicious by Hailstorm. Woo! And if there's an what? album that you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast, head on over to ko-fi, that's ko-fi.com, slash, going off, one-time $50 pledge or donation, and you can request an album to be talked about on the show. Hailstorm Darren! This was the album I was talking about. Good lord. What? uh, What are you, what are you saying? Oh
1: no, I knew it, I knew it was too good to be true.
0: (laughs) I, uh, I tweeted, um, a couple days ago or just yesterday, no, it was yesterday because it was when I was listening to the album, that it's a very weird feeling. To see that an album is universally loved. Because I was looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> and I am a part of the universe. <laughs> it was like four stars across the board. And, and, just, and just be sitting there like... Okay. I mean... Oh what? no! <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and preface it by saying this as a blanket statement. This is not a bad album. But okay. it is... By far, like, the the best example I can think of, of just color by numbers, j- just serviceable meat and potatoes, oh. hard rock, this is, in my estimate, no better than Nickelback. And I don't see oh, how- Oh, you're hurting me! I don't you're see how me. Hailstorm me, don't son. get involved or don't get lumped <laughs> into those conversations, especially, especially. Especially with this album. The tracks I gave the highest ratings to. Heart of Novocaine got my highest rating.
1: What? Oh, no! Wait a minute! Hold up! Hold the fucking phone! we got gonna have to fucking have an argument about this now. Because that was my, one of my least favorite fucking songs. So what is going on?
0: <laughs> what I heard on this album were uninspired lyrics... And just the most generic hard rock riffs, this side of Nickelback. There was oh, nothing man. impressive on this album. Even the even the, the one song where they actually decide to shred was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for finally shredding in the second half of the album for one fucking song. This album was so boring.
1: L- let me say something. I realize it's a little retro. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, a little bit. How how are people gonna talk about what was it Gre- Greta Van Fleet? But no one talks about Hailstorm the same way. Come
1: on, dude. I'm not gonna. Okay, so let me give you my perspective. Yes, go thank again. you. I listened to the other album we we are reviewing today first. Oh, and so did I. Not to give away how I felt, but it wasn't great. Okay, and. Then I came to this and it was like, I hadn't heard anything about this band. I didn't know anything about this band. It was just like, I put the two albums in a playlist and I was like, oh, I'm just going to listen through to them. And... I get to fucking black vultures uh-huh. and I didn't realize it wasn't JPEG anymore. So I was like, oh my god, whoa, what the fuck? This is a whole new energy. What in the world is going on? And then I look, I was like, oh, this is the, oh shit, this is the I fucking out- I don't know what the fuck they are. So like, I didn't know shit about this. So I was like, oh fuck, here we fucking go. I felt like I just got dropped onto a roller coaster. Like, I felt like I fucking woke up on a roller coaster and it was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> so. I gotta say, <laughs> as someone who had the experience I had, it maybe it was the fact the, the juxtaposition because the, the other album's a lot more low key, and I do remember feeling that when I went uh, listened to it the second time around, um the first track didn't hit me as hard just going into it cold. I do have to say, I did like the energy of the first track, and then I loved how it went right into uh, uh, Skulls, the second track. That fucking tasty-ass fucking bass line. I don't know. I was really, and you know what I think it is? I got a soft spot for the classics, right? I like my 80s joints. And I feel like I I feel like we don't hear enough women rocking on the fucking mic, oh, especially sure. when it comes to you know what I'm saying? So it, it maybe that was it, like that thing just like it just it just grabbed me by the boo-boo, you know? It was just like, oh shit, oh okay. And then it's like she's just talking about, you know, being in a relationship with a woman and she's talking about like fucking chicks and matter of fact, I'm specifically gonna say shit that's uh, that's going to go against the grain and yeah, peace you off, cause I'm trying to make you Oh, <laughs> look okay here's my thing here's my thing i have just been listening to new metal when you're not really in a genre you hear the big singles but you don't really like get into the nitty-gritty of this mm. stuff so i'm like oh you know what what, 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 what was all the ruckus you know <laughs> why are people hating on it and then you know i'm listening to it and i'm like Oh no, I okay, I get why. But you know, I think they had some good ideas, right? Like there was some cool like, oh hey, blending these two genres in a way that hasn't really been like fused before. That's kind of cool. I just wish you could have like actually knew how to rap when you were doing. That. <laughs> yeah. There's this song, Uncomfortable, which is like, oh, yeah, it's so, like, you know, going against the grain, and, like, here's this chick, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, fuck chicks, do all this shit that you don't want me to do specifically because I'm trying to piss you off, and, it, it, uh, you know, it, it, I, I feel like it's one of those, like, fucking throwback, like, if you're fucking, um, you know, coming of age or whatever, and, like, and I didn't realize this was 2018, that's mm. the thing, when I first heard this, I didn't know it came out last year, <laughs> so I was thinking, like, oh, shit, we're listening to some cool-ass fucking 80s rock, the Maybe I might have missed out on it. Oh, last year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not 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 nineteen eighty one, two thousand eighteen. No, you know. So I was like, all right, it did feel a little. Ha- you can see the expiration date just a little bit on it, but for someone like if you're into this, just sort of like fucking rock your face off shit. I think it serves for most of it.
0: I get what you're saying with like the '80s aesthetic. My complaint is that. It basically it doesn't build on it at all. You're, you're in my right. Opinion. You're right. It's very copy and paste. Yeah, it doesn't feel like
1: this is the '80s brought to the 21st century in the same way that maybe you could say Larue did it.
0: You know, some of the tracks I th- I gave the lowest ratings to those were Buzz, Do Not Disturb, Conflicted, Pain. The, the songs that were very like
1: obviously sex in your face type of joints.
0: It's not well. <sighs> Yeah, but not just because of the context or or the subject matter, but the way it was delivered. Uh, But Buzz, in my opinion, was just, like, the most cringe. The, is it love, is it love, is it love, is it love? And then later, buzz, 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 buzz. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, lyrics were not this album's strong suit, but that song in particular was, like, the absolute low point. The reason I gave Heart of Novocaine the highest rating on the album is because that was the one point of the album where I was actually convinced that this was a style that I guess suit them. Like Mm. the fact that Hale's strong vocals were a lot more impactful on a ballad like this, um, as opposed to some of the other songs where it almost sounds like, She's being drowned out by the instruments, even though she's screaming her fucking lungs out. How, when you have a vocalist that strong, are they still, like, barely keeping their head above the instruments? Like, that, that drove me crazy, for one.
1: See, I disagree uh, concerning the uh, uh, Heart of Novocaine track on the grounds that I like the high energy okay. fuck yeah, let's let let's let's go butt rock to the extreme. I enjoy it when it's just going all the way and just enjoying it for what it is. When it veers into the 80s love ballad joints is when I kind of fall off. Hmm. Because, like, uh yeah, the, like Heart of Novocaine, it feels like too much cheese. And it just reminds me of why I don't actually like listening to a lot of those super, you know, hair metal, but uh, yeah. I love you, babe type of songs. You know what I mean? Sure. Heart of Novocaine and Vicious. Ugh hated vicious oh my god so many fucking overly written rhymes you know what I mean that one was bad yeah you make me vicious. Watch as I make the pain, my mistress. You can call me Miss Malicious. Oof. I'll dress you up in stitches. No, I cannot resist this. If it don't hurt, I get suspicious. Yeah, my love is sacrilegious. This violence is delicious. And there is just something about Like As I'm reading it, it doesn't sound that bad, but it's like... Man, when you hear it say it, it's, just, it's overwrought with the delivery of it, which feels like it's trying to impress you
0: going to painkiller the fucking uninspired ass, you get me high like a painkiller, like a painkiller you numb the pain you're blowing my mind like a painkiller, like a painkiller that gets me a, <laughs> yeah, that gets me. Feel. that gets me high yeah does it. <laughs>
1: for the most part for the first half of the album i i was on board and enjoyed the the over the top you know you, you could say nickelback level uh, uh you know, i like the way you smack my ass
0: type oh, of mud yeah yeah smack your ass <laughs> <yes. laughs> I love that that's the line you fucking go with by the way (laughs) okay see
1: I thought that line was more prominent in that song cause like I hadn't again you know I was going through new metal and all the the adjacent shit and I was like I I remember it being like a particularly embarrassing lyric of just like this guy's trying so hard to sound sexy (laughs) <laughs> I like way you smack my ass Ooh. But then when I listened to it It was it was actually like not as prominent as I remembered it And I was like huh. alright well Like I felt like I'd wasted my time Cause I was like I thought that was like the hook you know Like you know if you listen to a song Just of how stupid and over the top it is
0: <laughs> You thought the song was called The way you smack my ass Meanwhile <laughs> It's just a throwaway line that he's probably Embarrassed to even repeat he has to do it every night because it's one of their three big hits.
1: What was the Nickelback sex song where it was like I like your freckles
0: when you take down your pants or something like that? Uh, y- you look sexier with something in your mouth? <laughs> was that the one?
1: fucking did me! Funny, you?
0: That can't be the- <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think it might actually be called Something in Your Mouth. <laughs> Hold on, I need to verify this. (laughs) Gotta meet the hottie with the million dollar body. They say it's over budget, but you'd pay her just to touch it. Needs to hit the big screen and shoot a little love scene. If Hollywood had called her, she'd be gone before you holler. You're ripping up the dance floor, honey. You naughty woman. You shake your ass around for everyone. You're such a mover. I love the way you dance with anybody. The way you swing and tease them all by sucking on your thumb. You're so much cooler when you never pull it out because you look so much cuter with something in your mouth. The name of the song is, in fact, something in your mouth.
1: I mean, I honestly thought you had like mistaken it. Like, there's no way that's the name of the song.
0: I haven't heard or thought about that song in fucking years but I remembered it was called Something in Your Mouth because you just don't forget something like that. (laughs) Dude, I thought this was the song that had the electives make my ears. It's
1: just on the same echelon of just like, ew. (laughs) I just feel like a little bit of grime just came out of my radio when I heard it.
0: And and you know what? I'm going to get some flack for saying this. I would take Nickelback over Hailstorm, Only because Nickelback actually has some type of, like, individuality and personality to their stuff that sets them apart. But Hailstorm is just so by the numbers that it was like, this could be anybody. I'm going to
1: say this, uh, as someone who actually would call myself just the slightest bit of a Nickelback apologist. (laughs) Just the the slightest bit, because, like, you know, I see the... Yeah, that's the music of the time. It was they're really you know oh, yeah, about it, but you know I see how they're trying to carve out their little lane or whatever in new metal. Okay, uh, but even as someone who would kind of go like, I, I like the big hit singles, like um, like I don't mind Hero, the fucking and watching oh, no us, watching us, watching. I don't mind. even though it's like it's kind of a half written song. But, you know, I don't mind it. Uh, but honestly, I would take Hailstorm over them. No, <laughs> like okay. And that does not sound like a controversial statement, but just, like, relative to what you were saying. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, but no, because I, I like I like that they, that they just have a different energy. It's partially by nature of it being a woman singing, but just by nature of just, just being slightly different, like, subject matter to what I normally do here.
0: I think the fact that they do have... A woman doing the vocals. Unfortunately, it's the only thing that sets them apart from most bands of their uh, of their ilk or in their lane. I cannot but be reminded of like Joan Jett and the Black Hearts and like bands like that came before them that were doing a kind of similar thing. And like Joan Jett could give you like in-your-face badass, I could fucking kick your ass type energy, but well, all- definitely. but also be like sexy in the same way. And True. then there's tracks on here where, where Liz is trying to do the same thing, and I'm just like, I'm not buying it. Like, it's Feels just like not... like she's trying too hard? Yeah, like, especially, like, Do Not Disturb was, like... Yeah. That was a bit a bit ham-handed on that. Overall, I ended up giving this album an even lower grade than I thought I was going to. I, got, I came out with a one and a half.
1: Oh, I gave it a four, man. Ooh. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> man, I feel like we've been doing more and more of those. The <laughs> ones compared to the fucking fours. You know, I,
1: I appreciate it for what it is, you know? Like
0: You reminded me, I think it might have been, or this might be a way we can work in at least a little bit of what you wanted to say before with that. I remember back in the day, Nickelback was like... That was the joke. The end all be all. This is the overrated.
1: Mm. If you bullshit. don't know dick about music, but you want to act like you're like, oh, but I at least know that's stupid. Hey, at least you, I you don't listen
0: Nickelback. to Nickelback. Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel a weird like nostalgia for some of their stuff, the same way I do for some of Kesha's more whack songs. Because oh man, if you go back to the first album, Animal, and the extended EP. Cannibal, which gives you a few more songs because back in the day, kids, these days, you know, you get everything on your streaming service and it's whatever. Back in the day, you'd get a full-length CD of like 10 or 12 songs, and you'd buy that for like $13. And then about a month or two would go by. (laughs) And then they'd say, Hey, hey, here's the album again, but with like... Five more songs that we didn't put on it the first time. Oops! Looks like you're just going to have to buy it again. And, and one of them is the,
1: the song that recently became a hit, so now you kind of want to get it again.
0: the biggest hit. Dude, it's bigger than any song on the original album. You'd be a fool to not buy this one. So you got uh, Kesha did it with uh, Cannibal. You got Lady Gaga did it with The Fame. And then yep, the, the Fame the big Monster. One. And The Fame mm. Monster has, like, all the hits on it. Yeah! If you go back and listen to the fame, it sucks. Like, all the songs you actually like from that era of Lady Gaga, they're all on the fame monster. Like, you want fucking telephone or bad romance? All that shit is on the extended thing. What do you got fucking left? Talk about front-loaded. I'm just gonna read these in order. Your love is my drug. TikTok. Take it off. Kiss and tell. Steven. Blah, blah, blah. The rest of the album, no hits. I was listening to Todd in the Shadows review, and I realized, I've never
1: heard, like, this song. I just never happened to hear it outside of this specific review of it. And I was just thinking, like, it's really hard for me to think that this song actually exists outside of this review. Because it's so, like, mythically bad. It's just like, <laughs> how could this have been something people wanted to listen to? <laughs> like, you know, it feels like, like Todd plucked this from, uh, you know, a, a, an alternate universe where, whoa, wow, look how bad music got, you guys. You know, like, it's just like, what? There's actually a
0: hit song that started off with, <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? And then if you go in the future just a little bit, uh, for those who don't remember, the Cannibal EP was where, uh, we are who we are. And, Ugh. uh, and Blow, which might be the best song out of yes! both. Yes! Yes!
1: Dude, Blow I was at is that a point. fucking bot for the ages. Dude, I remember because I was specifically at that point where I was like, fuck Kesha. And, but this was still when I, you know, kind of watched music videos and stuff like that, like, you know, oh. every now and then to be, you know, I, I watched it into its late stages, you know, I, I, <laughs> I had cable for free and, uh, you know, two hours at 10 a.m., uh, 10 p.m., I'm still up, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I remember seeing that video and just being like, "Oh fuck it. Yeah, all right, Kesha. It's casual. It's going to be another song Todd's probably going to do." And then and then it, like the way the music started and everything, I was like, "Oh snap. Is this the good version of of this style? You know what I mean?" That's what she's
0: capable of. Yeah. Oh,
1: more than you could say for LMFAO. Oh, geez. That whole fucking era of music. Dude, that just went bye-bye. The whole
0: fucking party rock era of LMFAO. People fucking half-rapping. I thought they were just gonna usher in a whole new age (laughs) of fucking, like, oh yeah man, everyone's gonna be rocking animal print pants and those fucking Kanye shades and... Champagne showers! Champagne showers! Champagne showers! We're all gonna be... It was too ridiculous to last... (laughs) we're all gonna be fucking shuffling like they did yeah. the goddamn Party Rock Anthem video. Yeah, Everyone's you know I mean? gonna be shuffling, dude. Dude, that video looks like the thing
1: that people in 20 years will look back <laughs> and be like, isn't that what everyone dressed like in, you know, twenty eleven or whatever?"
0: The fuck? comedy makes it look like all millennials look like LMFAO. <laughs> Hey, uh, you and your fucking Fortnite dances and your your Kanye shades, listening to LMFAO, and playing what? Minecraft and <laughs> with your fidget spinners in one hand Ooh. and your
1: fucking Dude. VR porn Oculus Rift
0: in the other. I like how we mentioned blah blah blah, and we didn't even mention three o three. Oh my lord! So
1: I'm listening to this oh. podcast that does reviews of albums. And they reviewed their album. And I, and I was just, like, Ooh. listening to them talk about it and just really going, like, oh my god, there exists an actual whole album of these guys' schnick. Like, I, I can go to Spotify that. and search their music and listen, like, that just doesn't feel like it's real. Like, how are these guys real? <laughs> you can
0: listen uh, like, to over an hour of them.
1: Like, dude, it, it, it honestly feels like... Um, what's the name of the group? Uh, Lonely Island, but they forgot the jokes. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Where are the jokes? Know? We misplaced the jokes. Oh, no. <laughs> it's shipped already. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's
1: just a song of a white guy's awkwardly rapping. Oh, shit. Fuck. That's just bad music.
0: <laughs> There's no irony. <laughs> so you got 303 featured on, uh, blah, 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 which was arguably, you know, I don't think this is a hot take. Probably Kesha's worst single, at least from that album. You can't believe that song is fucking real. (laughs) And then you got uh, My First Kiss, which was a song by 303, which Uh, featured Kesha. My first kiss went a little like (laughs) this.
1: Oh, Uh, oh, wait, wait, you forgot the best part. (laughs) And, and twist, more, twist. more. <laughs> How am I gonna oh, sing no, along that to was that? Good idea.
0: You did not think about me sitting in my car trying to sing along to your song, "My First Kiss." What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to do the more, more, and kid and twist? <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as easy. I know you didn't do that live. You punched that in in post. I can tell. Look, we've been postponing. This review for an ungodly amount of time because of my work schedule has not allowed us to record. And there was a time period where we even put out a poll on Twitter because we were looking at four. It was Mm. it was a stacked week. We had Earth Gang. We had was it Mm. IDK IDK? Can I just
1: say both of whom put out incredible albums. We fucking got a Todrick
0: weeks. with uh, House Party Volume 2 with another mm-hmm. fucking five or so bops.
1: Gotta join it. That's a mainstay on uh, my station head. You know, just shouting that out real quick. You know, <laughs> Come through new music Thursdays, you know.
0: It's so good. It's so but, good. Yeah. And I can't help but just think about the alternate timeline of mm-hmm. where we would be this week if we were talking <laughs> about any of those. Uh, <laughs> but in, instead, unfortunately... We decided to ask you guys what you wanted on our Twitter.
1: Look, and you know
0: what? I'm just going to say that was a self-fulfilling prophecy because I knew it was going to win. The poll was merely a formality. Because I knew JPEG. I knew Peggy was going to win. And like 60% of the vote came out on top to to no one's surprise. I'll say this much.
1: After listening to this album, like... I understand why it's the one that the most people wanted us to listen to honestly cuz I was like, yeah, after listening to this album, I kind of wanted to know what the fuck is going on and d- d- does anyone else like
0: hear this like what the fuck is happening? And <laughs> like I need some confirmation too. <laughs> and I was I was looking forward to the review because I think like a good bit of the people who took uh, who took part in that poll, they listened to JPEG's previous album from uh, 2016, Veteran. And oh, man! It's, it's so goddamn good, dude. Dude! Like, I,
1: I, put, I put him on my list for last, uh, last uh, year the year before. Like,
0: Yo! I'm feeling what he was doing! Every album up, up until this point have been really, really fucking good. And, again, I'm gonna go into this review by saying it might sound familiar. This is not a bad album but per se, yeah. I, I will say there is definitely something to JPEG going on YouTube and saying that yeah fans are going to be disappointed by this one like the self-awareness of that like, you know, like yeah like, they're probably not going to fuck with this so much and yeah you're right but I do <laughs> fuck with a good bit of it
1: See, my thing is I like the moments where he focuses, like actually focuses and gives you a song instead of just Random shit that sounds like behind the scenes of this album. It, like, it, that, yeah. that me, this album sounds like I'm listening to the audio from the behind the scenes, you know, uh, extra DVD uh, that gets delivered with the album, you know, back in like the uh, mid 2000s when they were still doing gimmicks like that. You know what I mean? I, I put like, the
0: CD of this into my computer and it pulled up the enhanced Yes! And I was able to see some extra footage. I was able to see a really grainy music video for, Jesus forgive me, I'm a thought that way, yeah. Dude, and so,
1: like, I want to get with the aesthetic right, like, oh, you're challenging hip-hop, you're doing a sort of noise rock, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is weird, you know, outside of the norm, but it's just like, but I can't fucking follow you, man. I can't fucking focus. And it's like, after a while, it's just like, I don't want to, you know, like, I feel like I'm not on a journey. I don't feel like I'm like hopping from song. to song. like, Whoa, where the fuck are we going? I feel just like, what the fuck? You say? What the fuck? What the, why won't you let me enjoy this for a second? And it's like, there's little mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, Oh, that was kind of cool. And then you just stop it. And it's just like, st- what? It, it just feels like self-sabotage. And, and it doesn't feel like it's to an end, because the lyrics, like, for the most part, yeah, he says some shit about, like, oh, you know, alt-right, you know, incels, we're gonna fuck him up. And, and it's a very online album, in, in a detrimental way, in where there are points where it's just going like, ooh, you fucking, say what you said on Twitter right now, say it right now, and I'm just like... What the fuck? Do, do you think this is cool? This sounds like the fucking song version of his fucking Twitter feed, where he's just trolling with people, and it's like, oh, I didn't give you a real album because I'm fucking with you. Like, uh, uh, there's constant clicks that happen that that specifically interrupt the song, and it sounds like, like, it sounds like the points where, like, they s- again, yeah, that that was my point, saying that this sounds like the behind the scenes album, because like, there's parts where you just hear like clicking and shit, where it just sounds like, oh yeah, whoa, whoa, we gotta save that part. Oh yeah, we gotta save that part. That was good. Oh, you know? yeah like and and there's different parts where like there's this girl on this album who sounds so like spaced out yeah, and like yeah. And, and, and like way too easily impressed <laughs> like you know what I'm saying it just feels like there's like this groovy that's just like oh yeah wow you know when guys make songs about like you know colors that that's really challenging yeah like there's one part where she goes like he says something that's like not even that like important and she just goes like wow yeah that's
0: interesting yeah. I was like
1: no the fuck it wasn't
0: that, that's the thing when you're listening to an older jpeg album and you hear the fucking damn peggy it's almost always earned like either the fucking either the beats dope or he just fucking says something that like dude i mean there are a few lines on this album that 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 get the same response but like that fucking it's consistent Ooh, wow, fuck, like, really not caring about who or, like, what is, like, might be too far, but again, not in a, you know, oh he's cancelled kind of way, because he knows how to do it. In fact, he has one or two lines where he's just like, this rap shit is so good, I want to get cancelled, or something like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get cancelled, or some shit like that. (laughs) Um, Just on a surface level, looking at the track listing, one can, one can uh, surmise that, there's three tracks on the album that are just beats. And that, to me, makes it feel like it's unfinished. Yeah. The Buttermilk Jesus type beat, uh, JPEG Mafia type beat, and I think that, I thought that was another one, maybe not. But it's like, yeah, these are pretty dope. Too bad you're not, like, doing anything with it. That kind of sucks. There was one track, All My Heroes Are cornballs. One of, in my opinion, the better cuts on the album, yeah. Fireverse is really dope beat, really interesting use of samples and instrumental elements, to what you were saying before of the, I got something going on, but I'm just gonna sabotage it. The outro to that track, where it's just a guy at a fast food window.
1: Yeah, there's so many moments on this album, like- And there's
0: no punchline to it. Like, yeah, I'm like, there's what no... is this like live? What <laughs> <laughs> There were so many times in the album where he was able to, in my opinion, like with the flip of a switch, go from just, like, shouting to decent enough singing, I thought, for what the album needed. Yeah. I think there he did a fine job There was one song in
1: particular that. where he sounded a little bit hoarse, but other than that, it sounded fine. And again, I like how every now and then he hits you with, like, really absurd imagery. He's talking all this gang shit, and then he just goes like, "Don't get capped by a nigga in a gown." <laughs> and then it's just like, and then the mute, and then there's like a little guitar
0: thing that happens afterwards, just like, nah, nah. "This is like, that was just so weird. That was just kind of enjoyable." <laughs> and obviously, cheat code. Peggy's gonna score some points. For throwing out wrestler names. Even if it doesn't mean shit. I feel like Sami Zayn. I'm a bulldog electric like Stratus. It's like, okay. you know what? It doesn't even matter. Like I'm like, yeah, that gets a pop for me because I recognize that reference. Here's my thing though. Doesn't it just seem like he, he's just like referencing random white people?
1: like, oh, just maybe, uncharacteristically yeah. referencing, like, cause there's one part where he goes like, I'm trying to live my life, I- I'm trying to end up like Charlize Theron and Oh, like, yeah. like, uh, I mean <laughs> it's like cause I was like, did she do anything recently? Like, what? If, what Not that I know of, no <laughs> and Yeah, I was like, what, is she-, is she trying to be an atomic blonde? I don't get it <laughs> and I l- looked up the genius annotation and they're like uh, you know, sh- her father shot her, uh, uh, shot her mother and there was like some serious intense like battle or something like that and and, you know, J- J-Pig had also gone through similar trauma. And I was like, is that a well-known fact? That's like, a reach.
0: I... That's yeah, reaching. That? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that what she's known for? <laughs> like, I love genius, but man, sometimes those annotations are really fucking pushing it. Grabbing at straws ass shit. To that point of referencing random white people, uh, that line earlier talking about, I got these incels mad at me, going from Anne Hathaway to Anne Coulter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that one works. But that one works. Yeah. <laughs> that one works. <laughs>
1: but, it just, but, but you see what I mean? It's just like specifically white people.
0: It just feels odd. Yeah, it feels like you just had a lot of ideas and you wanted them all on the album, and some of them you kind of had to force to get them in there because you couldn't really find a place for it. And it's like, eh, at the end of this song would be fine with absolutely no transition or anything. It's just smacked on in the end there, because it needs to make the album. I don't care how. Like, for example, the one track I gave uh, the lowest rating to. Uh, Basic Bitch Tear Gas. I- Look. I don't- I don't- I don't- I don't need that. I don't need a kind of cover of no scrubs but oh my god when what? Halfway- dude what, what the that? fuck was
1: that there was just noise and nothing happening and just like random shit in the background and so it's like halfway almost halfway through the track and I'm just like what's happening and then all of a sudden this really shitty like like it sounds like the beats been like slightly slowed down so it just sounds kind of like fucked up so it's like So it's just but he's not doing anything with it. It just sounds awkward and jarring and just like, why is he making it sound like that? But then he's singing really clean.
0: No, I don't want no scrubs. And it's just like, what? Huh? How does this fit? We're doing this now? Yeah. I would say in just about every regard, this is weaker than every other uh, JPEG album up to this point. Uh, Lyric wise -wise, punchline-wise... Maybe not beat-wise, because I think the album did have some really strong uh, beats on here. I think even without the most deep or meaningful lyrics, I think his flow is great on a lot of these tracks. I think the singing works for what he's doing. Like, it's not phenomenal, but it doesn't have to be either. My favorite tracks on the album overall were uh, Free the Frail. I liked that one. I like All My Heroes Are Corn Balls, uh, Rep, Grow Old, and Die, No Child Left Behind. I like, I like PTSD, I really like the Beat and the Flow on that one, uh, Beta Male Strategies, and, uh, Jesus, Forgive Me, I'm a Thought. The only track I really gave a really low rating to was the No Scrubs type track, because any other track... I kind of just gave, like, a middle-of-the-road type rating to. Like, I didn't think any of them were bad.
1: You know, I feel like Keenan and Kel really set me up Set me up badly. Uh, the second song on the album called Keenan and Kel. Where I'm like, okay. So, yeah, Jesus, forgive me, I'm a thought. You're being really weird. Ooh, let's talk about Keenan and Kel. Awesome. It, no, it's just, like, a random pa- pass-by reference. You I know?
0: wondered if... Which, <laughs> no, it's not. But there were two... Parts of the song it was like split into two, so I'm like, oh, is is one part supposed to like represent Keenan? Oh, you're then, giving him too much credit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> As I was writing that, I was like, no, shut up. The dichotomy of the young black man of the nineties. <laughs> uh, I was like, nah, that's totally not but it.
1: Yeah, U- ultimately, I'd give this a one and a half. Oh out of wow. Five. Yeah, I. Re- I uh.
0: I ended up giving it a three and a half.
1: And and like I said, I think it was specifically hearing this awkwardness and then hearing the shot in the arm that was uh, the first track on on the first album we reviewed that just made a sharper contrast that just made me enjoy that one better in the immediate wake of this one,
0: you know? I see, yeah. I would say don't have the experience I had where you find out that he made things saying that it was going to be a disappointment <laughs> before you <laughs> listen to the album, because at least that gives you like a, okay, at least I know this isn't going to be what I'm used to because in my case, I just went in blind and I didn't realize that. So I was a bit like, huh? when I heard it, so mm. maybe with a little bit of information going in that, that makes it a, a better experience overall. I wasn't in love with it. Um, I would definitely say don't let this be the first and subsequent only <coughs> JPEG album you listen to because this might be a turnoff. Uh, listen to the older ones because the better that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the going off podcast thank you very much for checking us out if this is your first time listening to our show please make sure you are following us on spotify because all of our old episodes are on there you can listen to them all in order or just pick and choose and uh, maybe listen to the ones you might have missed somewhere along the way um follow us on twitter Uh, Follow us on our respective uh, Patreons I'm on Instagram
1: you know Yeah we're both holding it down on
0: Instagram as well um, So you can Get the whole social media Experience of you know what we're doing In our downtime. see what we might be Talking about on the show who knows Yeah you know support our Patreons Our Kofis you Mm -hmm. know In addition to the unified Kofi we do have Kofis of our own as well as uh, Outside Patreons so there's lots of ways You can support us
1: Definitely that. Uh, check out that Station Head uh, mm-hmm. new music Thursdays where I'm blazing the uh, best music that just happened to come out in the last couple of weeks, you know? You might discover some new tracks, you know, because we play and stuff from all around the world and all types of joints like that, so there's always something fun, you know?
0: Look, I- I'm going to say this as a rousing endorsement of someone who has never listened to your Station Head show. I hate that it isn't on Android that it's an know, Apple thing, dude because i want to listen so bad but i can't so if for no other reason listen for me so i can live vicariously through you
1: <laughs> yeah and they've been saying like i've been hearing that they're trying to bring it to android but it's what i think it's one of those like when you work the technology on one thing you know like companies make it where like no you have to go with our company if yeah. you going to do it yeah so it's that type of thing mm. but um yeah, you know, look, I'm just I'm just a con the machine, man, trying to do my thing, trying to make
0: trying to make my own little personal MTV, you know what I'm saying? You know. And and you know, with more people like yourself, you know, doing big things on the platform, that might help it, you know, make its way over to the Android store, the the fucking Google Play. Who knows? That's what I'm
1: thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can record the broadcasts now, so you can actually hear broadcasts that I've done. In the past couple of days, like, I just recently did a, a, like, a Jizza and Old Dirty Bastard album listen-through. So, like, you can listen back and hear if I had, like, you know, sometimes, like, chime in with little notes or something like that. You know what I mean?
0: You know, I will say, uh, having seen your teasers on Instagram promoting the upcoming shows, I saw that you had done recently one on uh, Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. And I'd never really delved in to... uh, (laughs) missy elliott's discography until i saw that and that inspired me to kind of you know do some uh do Ah, some deep digging (laughs) and i was like oh shit it's a fucking untapped well of uh of some pretty dope joints on here um it was brought to my attention uh i don't even know what brought it up uh dylan and i were talking about the song the rain and (laughs) how there's the uh beep beep who's got the keys to the yeah. jeep Whoa. and Dylan was like I hate I hate the and I was like hey I'll uh, I'll have you know there's another track on that album that doesn't mention jeeps anywhere on it but she still does the beep beep for like no reason <laughs> yeah I think her thing was just onomatopoeias
1: that was like her style <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, it, uh, I, I got a new found appreciation for a uh, living legend who's, you know, just trying to make that comeback every couple of years. And I have Rap Critic on station head to thank for that. Thanks for
1: joining us this week for the podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Rap Critic. As always,
0: I am Muse. I put my dick in a bag of Doritos and made this nigga bitch suck the dust off the tip.